Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Very busy day in the world of sports. Little Knicks-Nets game later tonight. Doc Rivers has emerged as a serious candidate to replace the now-fired Adrian Griffin of the Milwaukee Bucks, who stunningly, a few weeks before the trade deadline in the midst of his first season at the helm, fired him with a 30-13 and record, which is crazy. And I, I, and I get hate mail from Giant fans. Listen to what this Giant fan wrote me. Evan, you're already copying the Tampa Bay Buccaneers way because Tom Brady won a chip and you think Aaron Rodgers is going to do the same thing? Stop trying to copy. You're the Jets. All you Jet fans on this station has made me despise the Jets. Well, it's no longer the case. There's <laughs> giant representation going on right now. I know, but what? Me, Lugie, Sean. Who else? Big Mac. Big Mac. Yeah. Who else? That's it. That's it. That's yeah, right. this whole this show represents it. the giant fans. Yeah, we're it. We're it. I tried. We overloaded in one time. So but yeah. I, I don't understand what Ed, who's Two a big giant fan's problem is. Like, because I like the Buccaneers model. And by the way, my model isn't simply they're going to win the Super Bowl next year. It's I have a chance to watch a competitive team for the next few years. You give yourself the best chance to win a championship. And what they just reminded you is that even after said Hall of Famer leaves, yeah. you're not stuck. In hell. Right. You can go out and add a veteran quarterback like Baker Mayfield. He can give you a productive year. And, oh, by the way, you could beat the Eagles and sit there in the divisional round with a legitimate chance to go to the NFC Championship So much of this, though, depends on how else you build the roster. We know what they've done defensively. They've drafted a lot of, like, studs and stars defensively. But it's offensively that's going to matter, especially with an aging quarterback who can't move. Like, at the end, Tom Brady couldn't move either, Mm -hmm. right? That's why the Buccaneers' offense felt more dynamic this year than it did a year ago when they won eight games and went to the postseason as a sub-500 division winner. But because Baker Mayfield is athletic, like, he could move. So their run game was not just turn around and hand it and, you know, get two yards in a cloud of dust. They could run to the edges. But Aaron Rodgers isn't running to the edges. So if they don't fix this offensive line, the greatest plan, including yours, is all for not. No question. They need to improve this offensive line. Tampa Bay had a decent one going into drafting Tristan Wirfs. Yeah. The Jets need help from Elijah Vera Tucker, and they need to add two legitimate, reliable pieces to this offensive line to go from being one of the worst to not even one of the best, but to me, be the 20th best offensive line in football. Right. Like, that's where you got to get. Right. So be middle of the road. Middle that's of the road. That's all you have to do. 100%. Don't be... You know, sixty percent pressure rate, right? When when teams win butches, which is what they were a year ago, that's a reasonable goal. Be mediocre, right? It's a Seriously. thought I've had my whole life. Just right. be mediocre. Robbie's in East Brunswick. What's going on, Robbie? How you doing, guys? What's up, Robbie? Everybody's all right. Yep. Evan, I just got to tell you. I mean, every day I tune in, and it's always the Jets are going to do this. They have a pathway. Don't hang up on me. You know, they got this. <laughs> I'm not hanging up on you. I'm going to let you know. You every year, they do nothing. Yeah. But you keep praying and hoping. You know, you're comparing Brady to, you know, to Aaron Rodgers. It's not like that. You know, you look at the best quarterbacks yeah. in the league. Yeah. They're not old guys. I mean, it's Alex. 
Holmes, it's Lowe's, it's Stroud, it's Purdy, it's Tua. That's when this, but, 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 but Robbie, 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 when I, you get real, can I, can I respond to you? Or yes, you want a monologue? Don't hang up on me. I'm please. not hanging. What do you think? Do you think I hang up on people? Is that what you're saying? You think Evan's a hanger upper? Is that your point, Robbie? Yeah, I do because I think he takes the shot and he hangs up. But you know, you gotta, I, I agree with Evan. Okay. Yes, generally he. You is. know, I, you know, I, you know, they just you keep hoping. All right, I want to be respond. I Where wanna... did the Bucks go this year? Where are they? They got they're to home. the divisional round, dude. They're home. You're all, first of all, you're all over the place. Like the divisional round's not bad. I'd sign for that tomorrow. Right. And by the way, the Buck, the Jets haven't been to the playoffs in. Yeah. 12 years. It's been a long time. Let me just respond to you. I get it. The Jets have done nothing. Oh, 13 you, years. Sorry. Thir- yes, now it's 13 years. I get they've done nothing, Robbie. I know that. I'm the first one to say it. In fact, I've said it about five times in the first hour of this show. So let's not make believe I'm some naive Jet fan who likes to delete our history. I know full well who the hell we are. But they are all in on next season with a Hall of Fame quarterback who, yes, he's old. I admit mm-hmm. that. But I also think that with average quarterback play, they're a playoff team. Do you not think that, Robbie? I think I think it's possible, but I don't trust Rodgers. I think he goes down. Okay. You don't trust Aaron Rodgers because he's all fine attacking me. Mm. Like I'm some delusional bastard. But you're I saying even, said even, anything. Without, even without Aaron, there's a free agent option. That's why I'm saying if you're going to go through, through with this plan, you, you, you have to have that Baker Mayfield backup 100%. right now. They absolutely have to have a backup plan, but I, I think but Baker's back. so unique, though. I mean, how, how many guys are going to have the success that he had making $4 million a year. Like, well, but they don't need that but necessarily. But think about what – well, if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt again, you definitely do. No, you don't need that kind of excellent quarterback play. I think you need mediocre quarterback play. If you had mediocre quarterback play with this defense and an improved offensive line, I think you're at least a playoff team. Mm. Now, I, that doesn't mean you're going to the Super Bowl. See, that's the thing some people don't hear. I'll ask you, Tiki – what in the last hour have I said that's delusional? Well, have I said they're winning the Super no, Bowl? No, because you just want to get to the postseason. Yeah, yes. You just want to be a consistent contender. You want to be in the conversation. And even though the Jets won seven games this year, they weren't really in the conversation. No. Except for, not not ever, really. But if they had average quarterback play, right. even with this crap offensive line, are they in the playoffs or at least close? Definitely close. And I'll admit, do they probably suffer the same I'm, fate as right. the Cleveland Browns? Maybe. Right. Think of, think of the Steelers. The Steelers, they weren't good, right? They had struggles. Hell, they fired their coordinator in the middle of the season. Yeah, that's hard. I mean, that it's that's hard to have happen. Yeah, and they made the playoffs. So could the Jets have? Of course they could have. If they had a quarterback, if they had, uh, who ended up playing for them? Um, uh, for what team? The Steelers. Oh, Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. If you had Mason Rudolph, yeah. you would have been okay. I, well, that's... Been better off. I'm, I'm serious. No, I, I, At least well, Mason, Mason Rudolph, Rudolph has would... Mike Tomlin, too. What's that? No, no, no. It's not even that. It, it, Mike Tom... Mason Rudolph feels like he knows what he's doing. The Jets had quarterbacks who felt like they didn't know what they were well, doing. Well, they had the worst quarterback room maybe in the history of football. Yeah. I think I could argue that. I think yeah. I could go on Jeopardy. Not that you argue things on Jeopardy. <laughs> I think I could go on wherever you argue stuff. Oh, yeah, right here. I think I could go on WFN and argue that the New York Jet quarterback room was the worst quarterback room ever created. Yeah, it was up there. In the history of the sport. It was up there. Let's go to Mike on Long Island. What's up, Mike? Hey, Evan. Uh, Well, I think you're putting way too much emphasis on quarterbacks, right? You also do it when you talk about the Giants, and I'll tell you why. You're right about Tampa, but where you're missing it is the San Francisco 49ers proved the same thing. That the Bucks proved, which is you have a great hour, a 
good offensive line and an average quarterback, and you can go pretty far. Get a great one like Tom Brady, and you can win a Super Bowl. Yeah. But you should be fans right now. Look, 2024, you better spend every trade chip you have, every draft capital, and you better get not one, not two, but you need three upgrades on that offensive line. Or Aaron Rodgers isn't going to last three weeks, never right. mind three years. That's a that's good point. Just, that's just reality. By, by I mean, the way, and I agree with you. That's why I wouldn't think about the quarterback of the future. I'd think about trying to win right now with what you have on this roster. And clearly the priority should be offensive line. I'm with you on that. Like, to me, they're not that far off, but they got to get it right. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And getting it right means improving this offensive line. I also think the Niners, in a lot of ways, they are the exception. They really are. They are so loaded roster-wise that the San Francisco 49ers were able to weather trading up major quarterback assets to trade up in a draft to draft a quarterback who barely played, who they gave up on, and are winning with a guy who is Mr. Irrelevant. They are, in a lot of ways, the exception. But they're also in in pretty healthy cap situations, so they can can waste a pick, Mm -hmm. right? They, They could afford to waste a pick. The question is, can the Jets, without a good offensive line, afford to waste a pick? And the answer is no. No, they got to get it right. Right. They have Much to get like it right. Much like Tampa got it right in 2020 when they nailed it with Tristan Wirfs in the first round. Right. Like, they got to get it right. I acknowledge that. But if they can, and again, it's not about just winning a suit. Of course, that's the dream. As a fan, we won't be completely fulfilled until we see our team win a championship. A mm-hmm. thousand percent. But I also, especially now as we sit here in late January and we're getting set for championship Sunday... I'm jealous. <laughs> like, we talked about this yesterday. I'm not happy for the city of Detroit. I'm jealous of the city of Detroit. That's how I feel. And so, right now, before I demand it's championship or boss, they better win a Super Bowl. You know what? I've learned my lessons from the net disaster, where it was they better win multiple titles. Yeah. Looking back on it, I wish they just got me to a finals. Right. Like, give me the joy. And I think as football fans... Isn't that fair? Like, hey, get me to an AFC title game. Yeah. Get well, me to Taylor Swift's crib at Arrowhead Stadium with the Jets trying to beat the Chiefs next. You're like, you wouldn't sign for that? Right. So, funny aside, last night I'm putting Brooklyn to bed. She asked me if we can go to the Ravens game. Really? Yeah. What'd you I'm, say? Did I'm you like, say yes? I'm like, why do you want to go to the Ravens game? And she says, because Taylor Swift's going to be there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I said, are you kidding? I said, it's not like, a, I mean, we could go if you want to, but we're not going to be sitting near Taylor Swift. Did she know that part? She she said, fine, I'll just walk around the stadium until I find her. Dude, you got to do it. <laughs> I was like, no, she's going to be in like a suite somewhere. And she said, well, I'll find my way into the suite, which Tiki, I don't put bass Wow. In. Tiki, Tiki, Tiki. And your answer was, sure. Go homework. kiss ass. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Your answer was, okay, we're in. I said, you have cheer practice. Sorry. <laughs> Tiki, your daughter. She has cheer practice. Sean, if your daughter just randomly comes up to you Trust and me. says, Dad, Dad, no, no, Daddy. Okay, you don't know Patty Ann and you don't know CJA. I, I, Central Jersey All-Stars. 
and Patty Ann Romero (laughs) would kick my ass if I made one of her flyers miss cheer practice before ahead of their turn. Their their where are they going? They're going to Oklahoma in a week Mm -hmm. to go see Taylor Swift. Yeah, but you would say this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. How often do you get to see Taylor Swift at the AFC Championship? I mean, they're getting married, right? They're going to be like dating forever. So apparently, I'll be able to see her some other. Yeah, but Kelsey may retire. We may never see them again. Tiki's right on two accounts. Number one, I mean, it's clearly the Yankees of Central Jersey cheer that (laughs) Central Jersey All Stars. Yeah. Also, major headline in the last couple hours on the New York Post: Taylor Swift influence ruining Chiefs games for Giants. Great, Tiki Bar. So why does anybody care about what I think so, about a Chiefs game? Is that a real story? Yeah, yeah. Post wow. wrote about Tiki's take yesterday on <laughs> wow. Taylor Swift, and it's starting to make the rounds. Yes. So yes. I don't think now you could put your daughter in the car, drive down to Baltimore, does that, does and that bring make, her. Does that make me a, uh, a shock jock like you? Yeah, shock jock awesome. Tiki Barber. You know what it, it makes you, unfortunately, and Sean's actually right, the enemy of the Swifties. Okay. Like, you've just become the enemy of them. Plus, you'd be a hypocrite if you went now, because you're saying it's a distraction, but you yourself are going to see Taylor. Yeah, but he'd be doing it for his daughter. Be, I think he'd be, be his daughter. It's different. But that's the mm. conundrum. Mm. Do you have to put your foot down as a father and say, Daddy made a claim, even this I can't do no. for you? I don't get it. Well, but you're going to hide behind the cheer thing. What's that? <laughs> He's saying you're hiding behind the cheer thing. I'm not thing. hiding behind the cheer thing. She actually has to If she didn't have cheer, you'd say, okay, we're going? If she didn't, because Tracy's not home. So it's just it's just me and the daughters. Right. And my, my daughters. If Tracy, if, if she didn't have cheer. You would take her? I would take her. Would you? 100%. Would you take her to sit outside in the cold or would you use your power and influence to get like sweet tickets? I would just, I'd call who I know and figure it out. Wow. So it's the cheer practice. But your daughter is willing, and she's so committed to cheer, to give up cheer to see. I don't think she realizes that she she can't not go. Really? You know what I mean? I don't think she realizes that she has another obligation. What's the coach's name again? I apologize. Patty Ann. Patty Ann. Patty Ann, if you're listening. (laughs) This is an opportunity. Like, how many times do you get to see the AFC championship game with Taylor Swift watching? This is, I'm going to make a prediction, one and done. Won't happen again. Because I do think that at the end of this Super Bowl, Travis is going to retire, he's going to marry Mm Tay-Tay, and they're going to run off into the night, and this is it. So this is a, so Patty Ann, if you're listening, would you give (laughs) Brooklyn and Tiki the opportunity to see the AFC title game (laughs) in person? Also, so that Tiki Barber can be called a massive hypocrite for (laughs) ripping the Swifts and then going to watch them. Oh, it's different if you're in the stadium. <laughs> it's, it's not different, yeah. Tiki. I can never go apple picking on a day off again. You know, certain <laughs> things, when you put your foot down, you can't do ever again. Uh, that's funny. Do I need to see Taylor Swift when Isaiah Pacheco scores a touchdown? I'm just asking. I'm serious. <laughs> Actually, I'm just asking. that's your best way to not see Taylor Swift when Isaiah Pacheco scores <laughs> right. a touchdown is just be to at go. the game. That's true. They won't show her go. on the big screen. That's for sure. They'll never show her. Let's go to Ike in Brooklyn. What's up, Ike? Yes. How are you doing, boys? What's up? Um, That plan of yours, Evan, it's not going to work for one basic reason, which I don't think anybody brought up. Go ahead. Tampa Bay wouldn't have made the the playoffs. They're in the worst division. You guys are in Buffalo and Miami's division. I understand. The line eight wins is not going to cut it. I'll tell you why you may be wrong about that. You ready? How the hell do you know two years from now the Miami Dolphins are going to be fine? How do you know that? How do you know two years from now when the Bills who are in cap hell are going to be fine? Why? Because Josh Allen exists? Yes. That and (laughs) and Miami has a quarterback, coach, and GM. That's what you – you need a quarterback, coach, and GM. I understand that, but you also don't – I I get your point about right now. I totally get it. 
right now it is easy to say, well, the Bills are never going to have a down year until it happens. Mm. Like, this is football. We make these as, no, no, you're laughing, but I'm laughing at you. How can you arrogantly make an assumption about the standings two years from now? Why do you find this funny? Because you just did a whole hour in a lead yeah. that the Jets, after the Aaron Rodgers thing is done, which we don't even know, You're like, right. is it one year or whatever, are going to be just fine if they find their Baker Mayfield, <laughs> but assuming that a team led by Josh Allen is not going to be good. Yeah, because you're assuming that the standings are going to be the same. Like, wh- wh- why Why is that any different? How then? are they going to be the, I mean. How do you assume, what, you know that two is going to be healthy? I the have guy no has idea. such injury, exactly. I'm sorry, what did you say? I have no idea. Did you idea. say, I don't, I have but no I, idea? But I do know. So then why are we predicting the 2026 you, AFC East like you have a freaking crystal ball? If, like, the, if the NFL was a roulette table and you had a $100 chip to put down on the table and you have two choices, the team led by Josh Allen or the team when led he's by... 29 or 30. When 29 or 30 or the team led by the closest equivalent to Baker Mayfield <laughs> in two years, who do you think's making the playoffs? Have you seen what the Jet defense did to Josh Allen the last and, two years? Oh, no, no, no seriously, way, have hold you? On, hold on, time out. Because the Jets, I'd argue, have a better Evan, roster. Evan. outside of so the quarterback, it, which, yes, is a big deal. Why is it that you're ready to assume teams like the Dolphins or Bills will look drastically different in two years, uh, but we're assuming this defense is going to look the same way in two years First also? of all, I'm not assuming, I'm not making it like it's a done deal. I just called up and said, basically, well, that's not going to be the NFC South. How the hell do you know that? Like, seriously, did you know in 2020 the NFC East was going to be dogpiled? No, of course did not. You? Okay. But then how have... do you know that this Jet team and core is going to look like this in two years? I don't know for sure, but I think it's a fine model. It's... If you have a good roster, it re- a reminder that you can find average quarterback play in free agency. We don't even know if they're going to be able to afford to keep Bryce off. The point is, it feels That's like... That's one player, but dude! It's... It feels like in well, your Sauce Gardner gone in three years? No, but by the way, I'm do sorry, we know that Garrett he? Wilson isn't? Because he's already kind of hinted that he's Why the are you place. assuming that he's gone? Based Evan, on what? The Jets have team control? I'm not assuming either or, but your whole basis of your argument almost has this specific Jet season and roster frozen in time while not willing to accept great quarterbacks being better than that. Like, it's, it's very all over the place. Why are you then... Able to stand in time that the Dolphins are going to be great in two years. I'm not. Like, how do you make that argument? I'm not. By the way, I'm not even sure how much I like to. It's more the bills. It's more the bills in the NFL. I think. The history and everything tells us you are more likely than not to stay competitive if you have one of the top five, six quarterbacks. So I'm going to go under the assumption that even in cap hell, the Bills are going to figure it out in two years, or at least I'm going to trust them okay. to, more so than your buck model for the no, Jets. I understand. The, the Jets have no chance to be good in two years, but you know Miami and Buffalo will by blindfolded win 10 games. I get it. I understand. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for that. I mean, how do you know what the hell is going to be the case in two years? And don't say, well, that negates what I'm saying. No, it doesn't. My point to you is go for it now with Aaron Rodgers like Tampa did with Tom, and you don't have to worry about quarterback now because in two years, Daniel Jones may walk through that door. In two years, Dak Prescott may walk through that door. In two years, Justin Fields may walk through that door. And if you maintain a good core, you can do that. It's not all in for two years, and then you're aft. And in two years, maybe Sean McDermott is not even the head coach. (laughs) <laughs> and they're having a reset. I'm just yes. saying, it could happen. I'm sorry, did you say Sean McDermott? Yes, I did. Sorry, I just want to get this out there because it is 317 and I haven't done this yet. It's very, very important. Sean McDermott, the head coach of the Buffalo Bills, <laughs> decided one day before a practice, I'm going to get my roster in a room and I'm going to try to inspire them about teamwork. And in doing so... He tried to evoke terrorists from 9-11 to say, see, that's a great example of teamwork. So if you hadn't heard that story, 
it is my moral obligation to remind you of it every single day. Because I think it's disgusting that mm-hmm. no one in NFL media reported on it after it came out for a day. Like, it doesn't exist. It exists. He decided, I'm going to pump up my team and talk about leadership by evoking terrorists. Yes. And I don't care how many years ago it was, he did that. Now, you could forgive him. You could move on from it. That's up to you. I just wanted to give you the news. We report you decide. Right. I feel better now. (laughs) That's a side we can all agree on, right? Uh, Yes, definitely. Uh, Mike's in Tom's River. What's up, Mike? Hey, what's up, guys? Great show as usual. Um, And, uh, yes, I agree with you. Uh, That was an awful thing to use as as an example of bravery. Um, But I wanted to talk to you guys for a minute, and I don't know if it's been talked about enough, but we're seeing around the league in the NFL – Teams that are successful have a quarterback that can run, that can scramble out of the pocket. You guys are going into the season with Aaron Rodgers after the ACL injury and prior to the injury. I don't think he was much of a runner, was he? Uh, and now we're here. Not, I mean, he would he would use his legs, but he wasn't a runner. Yeah, you're right. Like he he was he would create space and keep plays alive with his legs, but he never was a runner. Well, I think he was more athletic earlier in his career. Like he was a threat with his legs. And I think naturally based on his age, if you look at his numbers really dating back to like 2015, 2016, his numbers have gone down. He is not the same mobile threat he used to be. And at age 40 coming off a torn Achilles, I would absolutely freely admit that he's not going to, you know, rush for 350 yards like he did a decade ago. Yeah. I'd admit that No. And do you think defensive on the defensive side teams are getting better, or do you think that on offensive side the offensive lines are diminishing? Um, That's a good question. Well, answer that one, T. It's it's a good question. So, I think back when I first came in the league, you know, this is twenty plus years ago. Defensive ends were like big; they were like two eighty, and then as a result, you see you would see tackles getting bigger. Mm-hmm. Like two tackles used to be about the same, two eighty. Now they're like. 320. And so what happened is that defensive ends started getting smaller, right? You see defensive ends now, some of them are, you know, 255 pounds. And so you got this massive tackle and you got this like jet of a defensive end. And so they're running around defensive ends, right? They're just, they're just more athletic. They're more suited for, you know, the change of direction on the edge. And as a result, uh, like offensive line play is getting caught. And so I think it, it will adjust. It will adjust back down. Like tackles are going to have to get more athletic. You're not going to draft a massive Makai Becton-like tackle uh, in the first round anymore because they're they're just at a disadvantage. So I think it's a little bit of both. I think the offensive lines have just not quite adjusted to the pressures that they're getting up front from defensive edges and also from three techniques. Right, You get these three techniques who are like Aaron Donald. Right or Justin Matabuke, who's down in in, uh, in 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 Baltimore, they just if you put them one on one, you're basically giving up pressure or a sack. So it's, it's changed, but it's it'll catch back up because it always does. Sue is calling from Bayside. How are you, Sue? Not doing good today, gentlemen. How are you doing? We're good. What's Excellent. up, Sue? Excellent. So this whole thing with Taylor Swift, I'm a very long-time female football fan, and my daughter has known football since the day she was born, but there's not a lot of women that are interested in it. A side effect of this whole Taylor Swift thing is that women are now seeing that football is as excellent as it is, and there are a lot more women who are tuning in. They come because of Taylor, 
They stayed because football is about excellent. that. That's yeah. a very interesting point. How do you respond to that, Tiki? Since right. according to the New York Post, you hate the fact I hope that true. Taylor Swift's involved with the NFL Sue, and it turns Sue, you off. Sue, I hope that's true. I hope it that is. I Listen, hope my daughter's in college like right now. Who just wants to see Taylor Swift, and that's why she's watching a game that she doesn't understand. But she, that's the start of watching a game. Okay. My daughter's in college right now. She says on Sundays more and more women are showing up, and though some of them flaked off because blah blah blah. There's a lot more of them that are sticking around because, hey, mm. this is a great That's game. A hey, great this is point. football. It's, That's a it's, great point. You, you start watching for a reason that has nothing to do with football, and then mm-hmm. you realize how great the product is. Like, could you imagine you're a Swifty? You know nothing about football, but mm-hmm. you know Travis Kelsey, boyfriend of our girl Taylor Swift. Right. And you're watching the game, and you kind of get the basic idea. Okay, we got to get into end zone. Need to score points. Ooh, Travis scored a touchdown. Can you imagine what's going through their mind as they see the ball fumbled through the end zone by McCall Hardman, <laughs> and then they realize, wait a second, why is the other team getting the right. ball? What the hell does that mean? What just happened? Can um, somebody explain that to me? And imagine someone trying to explain that to them. No, it's hard. Football is hard to explain. It is. It's not an easy sport. It's not like, hey, there's a pitcher up there. He's going to throw a ball. The guy's going to try to hit it and round the bases. Yes. Baseball's easy. Basketball is the easiest, right. and I think baseball is the second easiest. Soccer is also opinion. very easy. Yep. You just kick ball and goal, right? There's there's tactics that they try to do that, but it's basically just kick the ball and the goal. In football, it's like, well, you got to get a first down, but you want to you only have three downs to do it. But you actually <laughs> have four downs to do <laughs> right, it. Right, right. Uh, because but some people choose to punt on fourth down and give it back to the other team instead of trying. But other times they'll go for it on fourth down because you have a better chance if you have four downs to get 10 yards as opposed to three. And so it just, like, the more you dig into and it's not a lot of action. Like, football is, it's slow. There's a lot of talking in football. Well, think about this. But it's slow. It's like 12 minutes out of a 60-minute game. 100%. And we are, di- and not you because you played, so I don't exclude you from this. I don't care how much of a diehard football fan you are and how many games you watch. I watch every game mm-hmm. on Sundays. There's always going to be a rule that comes up randomly where you're like, really? <laughs> yeah. That's the rule? Right. <laughs> I think that's the only sport where that's the case. Yeah. Like, I watch a ton of NBA. Uh-huh. Very rarely do I say, I didn't know that was a rule. Right. You know it. But football is so complicated, even to us diehards, right. that you're like, wow, yeah, I didn't even know that one. And by the way, there's a chance to have a 47-yard penalty. It can happen on any play. Because they throw it and guy interferes and it's a spot foul. So where he fouled him, that's where the penalty is. That's what you come up with as a Well, it's, an, it's the most annoying penalty. <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense. Oh, he fouled the guy. Hey, 10 yards. Everything else is 10 yards. Why is that one a spot foul? Because then I would pur- 50 yards downfield. I'll tell you exactly why. Because I purposely interfere with guys when there's a 50 yard bomb and I'm beat. Yeah, but it, it makes sense, right? Still, you, I mean, it's just like <laughs> it changes games. It's a strategy of some offensive coordinators. Yeah. I, I know he's going to foul you. You think, it, not, you think every P.I. should be 10 yards? No, it should probably be 15. Okay. Even 15? Right. What if you throw a bomb down the field? It, that doesn't matter. It should be 15 yards. No. Wow. Then you're ripped. This is what college is, but then you're ripping guys down knowing it's only 15 That's yards. That's exactly what I said. It's fine. Interesting. It's fine. Mm. You can't have 50-yard penalties. I'm just, I'm sorry. You I just can't. We'll come back. Uh, Tiki's also going to explain, is Lamar really unstoppable as we get set for the AFC Championship game? Plus more of your calls, 877-337-6666. Oh, Approaching 3.30 on the fan, Evan and Tiki. We'll talk to Aaron Boone a little bit later on. Mixing a little baseball here on Championship Week with the AFC title game coming up between the Kansas City 
Kelsey Swifts and the Baltimore <laughs> Ravens and then the NFC title game is the Detroit Lions are going to try to do something that feels weird to even say, go to the Super Bowl. Go to the Super Bowl against San Francisco. But you said something yesterday that I want to examine a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that is, and he also texted this. Tiki texted this in our group chat. Right. It may have been the Mets text chat, not even the chat with Morash and Lugie. And that was, quote, Lamar Jackson is unstoppable. That's not quite what I wrote. But what did you write then, Tiki? It was similar. I said the NFL does not have a plan for Lamar Jackson. And that's kind of the same, right? It's kind of the same. But it's just he, what he's able to do, you can't defend against. And the Houston Texans, you give them some credit because they, they stymied him early in the game. And it felt like, oh, wow, the Texans are going to find a way to, to win this thing because they figured out the non-productive and postseason Lamar Jackson. And they did it really because Lamar Jackson and their offense was trying to push the ball downfield. Todd Munkin is their new offensive coordinator. He was at Georgia, won two national championships. Previously, he was the offensive coordinator with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But he's mostly been a college guy. And so, right, he believes that Lamar is more of a passer than, than anyone would give him credit for. Because he, you know, he's accurate, he's got a big arm, etc. And so early in that game last week, they just kept trying to throw the ball. In fact, I think his, his attempt, his average yard, average time to pass was like almost four seconds. Mm. And he was getting sacked, he was getting harassed. Yeah, he got sacked like four times right, in the first right. half, the, the, the routes were deep developing, it was long. And so they go into halftime, it's 10-10. They come out, that that average time to pass was cut in half. Mm. So ball was out of his hands, two seconds, two and a half seconds, or he was running, had 11 carries for 100 yards, and they just dominated. So the difference from Lamar Jackson in previous years, iterations of him as, an, as a quarterback, was once you figured him out, he was figured out. Right. Now once you figure him out, there's an adjustability to his game. When you think you have all the answers, we right. change the questions. That's exactly right. Is that what you're trying to That's say? That's exactly right. And yeah. in the second half, they come down and they score. And then now the pressure's on Houston. Houston doesn't, you know, they don't do anything. They give the ball back. And Lamar and the Bravens have a fourth down at the 50-yard line. It's They line up. They got a fullback. They got a tailback. He turns the hands it off to the right side. Everybody's committed to the tackle. Everybody. Yes. Except for the left tackle and Lamar Jackson. Yeah. The left tackle just is like, all right, you want to go inside of me? Go ahead. And lets him go. And Lamar Jackson pulls the ball, spins naked, spins, spins around, and him and the tackle just go running for 25 yards on the sideline. Like you, There's just no answer for what he can do because he'll go 15 yards, and it feels like he's not even running, but you're already beat. Lamar so, in the second half. Was tremendous. It was tremendous. No denying that. I got nothing and bad to say. He plays like about it's him. backyard football. Yes. Right. And they call plays where it's like, all right, just go out there. I'm going to act like I'm running. I'm just going to float it to you. Yes. And he made it look easy right. in that second half and turned it into a blowout. So Lamar was great. I'm not about to knock him, but there's a butt coming. Yes. When I think back to that game on Saturday afternoon, feels like a long time ago now, but think about it because the Ravens are playing in the AFC title game. Yes. So you want to put that in your memory bank as they get set for Kansas City. And you ask me, hey, Evan, why the Ravens kick the Texans' ass? <laughs> because their defense swallowed them up. Of course. Because C.J. Stroud had no chance. Because Devin Singletary did not a damn thing on the ground. Because the Texans' offense was predicated, or really the points they scored, on a special teams play. 
They had one drive this right. entire game right. that was sustained and led to a field goal. Yeah, but you also so, have the best defense in football. A thousand percent. No, no, but that's my point. Like, I think the Raven defense is sort of being forgotten about. Yeah, but like, they kicked the Texans' well, ass, I mean, man. You could pick and choose which one you want to give credit to, but... The Texans defense, the uh, Ravens defense has been doing this all season. Hundred percent, no, 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 it's all year long, just dominating the good teams, not just like the terrible teams, not like Miami, not like the Cowboys, but dominating the Forty Niners, like yeah. dominating everybody. But because you're right, and to to back up Tiki's point, the Ravens have been so good against good teams this year, historically good against good teams. I completely agree with you. Right, their defense has been great. And this is not a shot at Lamar Jackson because in the second half, Lamar balled, especially after he supposedly had this passionate halftime speech. Right. I think that's a badass move. Right. But I'll make you this prediction. Go ahead. That Raven defense ain't doing that to Pat Mahomes. Well, That Raven defense ain't doing that to Travis Kelsey. That Raven defense ain't doing that to Isaiah Pacheco. That Raven defense, as brilliant as it was, also isn't going to be able to take advantage of the Texans committing 11 penalties. Mm -hmm. A lot of them pre-snap. A lot of them stupid. Like, I give the Ravens a lot of credit. But I want to just give you a friendly reminder Mm because you're on the Ravens' side, and I respect that. I appreciate that. It's a whole different ball game. Of course it is. This ain't it's the, the Houston the Texans AFC, you're facing. It's the AFC Championship. And it's and and by the way, I don't I'm not even predicting who's going to win this game. All I'm saying is that stopping Lamar Jackson used to feel like it was doable. Now it doesn't feel like it's doable. Like the season he had doesn't even take into account like the fact he he didn't have a 1000-yard rusher. He didn't have a 1000-yard receiver. He lost his best receiving target for the last four years in Mark Andrews in week five or six or whatever and it was. And he may come back for Sunday. Right. He may come. <laughs> Instead, Isaiah Likely turns into this, like, superstar tight end. Who the hell is Isaiah Likely? Right. So there used to be an answer. There used to be some way to, like, turn off the Lamar, you know, whatever, uh, the, his, the, the, the aura of Lamar. It's, it's not easy to turn off anymore. And so that's all I'm saying. There's no answer for what he does when he gets when he starts getting loose. And if you slip just a little bit, he will take advantage and destroy you, as he did multiple times this year. I think there's going to be answer on Sunday, and that answer is Pat Mahomes is just going to outscore you. Simple answer. Uh, two two important notes on nice that. Nice answer. Yes, Andy Reid has never lost in the postseason to anybody who was once his assistant. Oh. Andy Reid has never God, lost. You almost forget John Harbaugh was his assistant. I know, man. That was a million years ago. <laughs> right. How many times has he coached against five someone? Five times. So he's 5-0. Oh, okay. Three of them happen to be Sean McDermott. <laughs> no. <laughs> that is that. Also, they have named the head official for this game. Okay. Yes. This goes to Evan's point about the penalties. Sean Smith has been named the head official this oh. game. Why did that name should sound familiar to you guys? He was the guy every week. There was a controversial call in the NFL this week. We were screaming about Sean Smith, including that ending that Raven, I mean, that uh, Brown Colt game. Yeah. In fact, Sean Smith's stats all in the last five years, remarkably, road teams have won at the most extraordinary clip outright in Sean Smith games compared to any other referee in the NFL. They're winning at over 60% of the games he's officiated. That doesn't even make sense. Like... <sighs> <laughs> he he doesn't give home hometown calls. Everything goes the uh, the other way. I see what's happening. But right? he's like flipping it the other way. He's flipping yeah. it the other way, and now the Chiefs on the road are getting the Sean Smith. I, I see. I see what's happening right yeah, now. Yeah, but and I I don't I don't right. like this. But you know what he's doing, right? What's that? You know what he's, he's doing? Setting and not, up the excuse already. Not just him, because it isn't Sean. I don't want to say it was him, but the excuses are already being written for why the NFL 
is basically handing the Super Bowl to the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, but here's the thing. That's what that that lay out is. I'm only giving that in context because of what you said about the penalties with the Texans. But I also don't think that the NFL... Like, who would the NFL want to win the Super Bowl? The Kansas City Chiefs. Why? Because I think we are seeing, I hate to go back to this, the Taylor Swift effect. Like, he, she is bringing more oh, eyeballs. God. It's true, though. Like, you don't have to like it, bro. Right. I'm not telling you to like right. it. That's not even the argument. But it's true. Like, if you call your bosses at CBS, they'll never admit it, and say, you know, well, what, do you, what do you prefer here? <laughs> now, obviously, the Super Bowl's going to be highly rated no matter what. I want to start with that. It's going right. to be the most massive TV broadcast of the year. But the idea of Taylor Swift at the Super Bowl mm. and Travis Kelsey and the idea of him proposing at the end of the game. <laughs> I mean, this is made-for-TV crap that would only enhance the league even further. So that's a belief because it's true that, yes, that would be the best for the league. But when you get a story like this, and I happen to read the same thing this morning huh. about Sean Smith's help right. of road teams. It's setting up the excuse train mm. for Raven fans and non-Chiefs yeah, believers. Only, only, if, only if penalties determine this game. It doesn't even matter. It's already in people's head now. It's already in people's heads. <laughs> How many yeah, calls but... are really 50-50? There are a lot, and we will every one of them we will think, oh, well, Sean Smith's ref in the game. If you've I don't think I'll, I, don't, I, don't, I, won't, I won't think that. And by the way, Tiki, everybody and their mother has studied the Taylor Swift concert schedule and the fact that she's in Tokyo on Tokyo time on Saturday – the biggest story on game morning is going to be, did Taylor Swift make it in time? Oh, no, no. It in it's going to be like Santa Slay. Oh, she'll cancel it. Yeah. You, you will be on the internet, and there will be people with flight tracker, did she make it to Vegas? And yeah. it's going to be an enormous thing. She doesn't uh, need to cancel it, because Eddie Scazzari explained this well this morning, that based on the time of when she's doing the concert, she's got plenty of time to fly over to Vegas. Right. It's not even an issue. But the point is, like, would you at least agree with me? That while the NFL is going to have a bonanza, no matter what the Super Bowl is, they will have more of a bonanza if Taylor Swift's Chiefs are there. Would you agree with that? Um, well, she's not going to be there. She's not going to be in tiki, Vegas. Tiki, tiki. But hold on, because most of what the NFL predicates the Super Bowl on is the is the is the week. Like all of the like, so much money is made that week mm-hmm. from. The parties to the events to the signings to the Hall of Fame stuff, like all that, that's during the week. Taylor's not going to be a part of that. I agree, but for She's the on game tour in Japan, I, I'm not even claiming that. But for the game itself, it will get a higher rating if the Chiefs are there as compared to the Ravens, and it won't. It, no uh, question, Tiki, it will. And you you have to think of it from this angle. You ever see when the Super Bowl ratings come out, and it'll be. 75 million people watch the Super Bowl. Right. A lot of people will look at that and go, "Look how many people watch the Super Bowl." I look at that and go, only 75 million? What were the other however million people that are in the United States watching during the Super Bowl? A lot of those people are people that might be more casually drawn in to go, ooh, Taylor Swift's going to be at the game and watch. Yeah, and yeah. there's there's no doubt, Tiki. Yeah, but what are you getting from seeing her? I'm not a shriek and a shrill. I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, that's what I, that's what, that's what. That's like when me and you argue. Right. Yeah, exactly. But, that, but that's what <laughs> confounds me, I think, is that they show Taylor Swift for a half a second. And if you're a Taylor Swift fan, what did you get from that? Tiki, I agree with you. That's not even the point, like, if you though. Like, see I'm not Taylor arguing. Swift, go search her social media. I agree. And trust me, there would be hundreds of pictures of I her. I agree. You're speaking common sense, but there's a lot of common sense that doesn't work anymore. Check out New Hampshire tonight. Like, <laughs> things don't make sense. So don't fight. Don't fight it by trying to oh, use common sense. I'm not fighting it. I'm not saying it's, CBS it's not... will get a better rating if the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. Hmm. And also throw in the fact that the Chiefs. 
Like, I don't want to leave that part out. They're a dynasty. It's Pat Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Hold on. Because Pat Mahomes is the former Met reliever, and that's what I think of. Teague, you think there weren't Giant fans that went to go see Kinky Boots because you were in it? Uh, it's because they love Tiki Barber. They love football. They're not going to go to Kinky Boots, but they went because I mean, Tiki's I think, in it. I think you guys went. I think right. the, in the station, people went. No, I'm saying think, sports fans. Tiki Giants Barber fans. fans went. No, they were, they were just they were acting. They were like Broadway But if fans. you're a fan of somebody, you'll see them in whatever they're in because you're a fan of theirs. Hmm. And I the mean, Swifties are like a cult, basically. So oh, whatever she does, they want to see. By the way, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's bad for, for, for the NFL because the game is the no, game. No, but what's bad for the NFL, and this is what annoys me. I'm not a conspiracy guy. But when Sean puts that information out there, and I'm not blaming you, Sean, because it's information that's out there, that Sean Smith, the referee in the game, mm-hmm. helps out road teams, right? Road teams win at a high clip. It's already putting in your head, oh, I see what Goodell did. Oh, he (laughs) sent in this helper. He sent in the guy. And here's the other thing that annoys me. Let's say the Ravens win, okay? If the Ravens win, the conspiracy theorists are going to believe that stupid Super Bowl logo color scheme where, see, it's purple and red. Uh, Ravens Niners, it was a part of the script. And the team with the least represented color is the one that wins. (laughs) Is that true, too? Yes. Uh, I'll study that next year. <laughs> Let's go to Scott in Sayreville. What's up, Scott? Hey, what's up, guys? Well, Love good, you, Joe. Man. Thank you. Anyway, uh, do you, uh, I got a beef with this Lamar thing because uh, you say he seems unstoppable. Yeah. Do you ever do you, do you watch every game that he plays? Because the Steelers kind of kick his ass. Yeah, they do. That's a Mike Tomlin thing, I think. Mike Tomlin has. I mean, the we answer. don't. But it's also Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin can get home with four, especially with TJ. Yeah, Watt. but we we can't we can't play that same way against everybody. But against Lamar, we're like the I don't know best team in the world. Yeah, and he no, just you're right. No, us. you're right because you you only have to rush four. See, the problem would happen with with the Houston Texans if you watch the game. They blitzed on like I don't know sixty percent of his dropbacks, and as soon as you do that and that and you don't get home, you're you're screwed. Right, because he now has the advantage with a with one less secondary player in coverage, and if that guy takes a bad angle and everybody's backs are turned because you have to play man or match coverage, like he's he's twenty yards downfield because nobody's looking at him. But you know what? I want to use our last caller's point against him because he said, "Hey, do you watch every Lamar game? The Steelers kick his ass." Well, let's be fair about this. The Steelers played him one time this season. Mm-hmm. They didn't play him Week 18 because he didn't play. That's Tyler right. Huntley played. So they played him one time this season, and it was like five weeks into the season. And I think we'd all admit it was prior to Lamar's MVP push. Like, he was playing fine, don't get me wrong, and the Steelers did a great job against him. And they beat the Ravens that day. But where Lamar kind of reminded you of who he was was really like week seven through the end. So I don't even think we saw the Steelers during Lamar's real push for the MVP this year ever shut him down. Yeah, We're talking have... about five weeks into the season before he really got hot. So yeah. I don't even know how much well, credence I put in it. Also in that game, there were there were four or three turnovers by the Ravens. Interception by, by Lamar, fumble lost by Lamar, fumble lost by Justice Hill, and he got sacked four times. So, I mean, you get home on Lamar without, without having to rush him. It, that's how you beat them. The the most impressive thing about the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, and ultimately it may mean nothing on Sunday because you're dealing with the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And in case you forgot who the hell they are, you should remind yourself. They're a dynasty. But I think what's so impressive about Baltimore is the way they kick the Niners' ass. Yeah. 
the way they kick the Dolphins' ass, the way they kick the Lions' ass. I mean, the Lions didn't even belong on the same field as them when they played earlier this season. So they have looked like heavyweights when they have faced heavyweights, but they're facing a different kind of heavyweight. They are. They're facing Patrick Mahomes (laughs) and Travis Swift-Kelsey. And Andy Reid. And I got to tell you, I'm worked up by the Chiefs. They've got me so into them. I don't know why. (laughs) I don't know why. I'm like, I like heel teams, apparently. Like, I like the Astros. Mm -hmm. And I like the Kansas City Chiefs. And maybe that's good news for you guys if you're a Chief hater. Maybe this means I'm putting the, you know, the kiss of death on them. I don't know. Hopefully you have that same energy if the Jets play them in the championship game next year. We'll see how much you love them. I obviously wouldn't. That goes without saying. But you wouldn't be sick at them at that point. Uh, I think they would just be my enemy. Gotcha. Like, if the Mets got to the World Series and they played the Astros since every other NL East team gets a crack at the Astros in the World Series, it's called the NL East Invitational at times. <laughs> Obvious. I mean, that's a dumb question. Obviously, let's go. You turn your your uh, magical guns, if you will, not I'm a gun guy, against them. But in this moment, with my team sucking and being irrelevant, I don't mind them. I find the Chiefs to be sort of adorable, to be honest with you. Joe is in a... <laughs> Chatham, New Jersey. What's up, Joe? Hey, guys. Tremendous show as always. Peaky, I'm a 52-year-old suburban dad in a town right next to yours. And yep. I got to tell you, I, when I see Taylor Swift on the, on the flashes on the games because I watch all of them, I get excited to see <laughs> the, the love affair play out live in front of everybody is way different from going on social media and seeing past photos. My daughters get in there. They're teenagers. They come in the room. My wife is locked into cheap games. I think you're just kind of missing how exciting it is to see this larger-than-life person who's never been married and everyone wants to know who and play out <laughs> in, such, in such cute fashion. <laughs> see? He's on my side. They're adorable. That's a part of why they're adorable. You're seeing a love story right before our eyes between Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Why don't you appreciate that, T? I do appreciate it. Not according to the New York Post. The New York Post is the New York Post. New York Post says you hate it. (laughs) (laughs) New York Post says Tiki Barber's a Grinch. I'm annoyed. I am a Grinch. You know that. (laughs) Go kiss ass. (laughs) It is a beautiful love story, isn't it? I guess so. I I don't know what the hell's going on with their relationship. I don't want to know what's going on with their relationship. I thought it was beautiful, man. He catches a touchdown pass and he does the hard You guys don't get to do this. I don't get to do what? When this first started, I was the only one of the four of us. That said, it's a real love story. Yeah. Oh, this is all thing. That's all for attention. Now you're calling it a beautiful love story. I know you've said since now. Oh, well, obviously it's real. Yeah. You guys didn't believe in true love at the beginning. You don't get to jump on the bandwagon now. Well, in fairness, I think Tiki was the one that was very skeptical. No, you of true did love. too. What did I say? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> you said I agree with you, Tiki. This is all about it. You know, she could sell more albums. He can uh, become a bigger. You star. know what? To to Lugie's point about how would you feel if it was the Jets? I think I was too concerned with the Jets, mm-hmm. and I think they were the enemy. They were this AFC team. We lost to them. Remember earlier this season, and now that I can cleanse myself from the crappiness of the Jets, it's like, wow, this is a beautiful story. I don't mind this. I like this. In fact, I'm a fan. Of In fact, let's go Chiefs. Well, as far as Taylor Swift is concerned, I've always said this about her. When she was country Taylor, uh-huh. I liked her. Right. I liked her music. She's an unbelievable artist. She, no doubt about that. She was an unbelievable artist. She I completely. Is. What do you mean? Oh, just because she's crossed over to pop, now you hate her? I'm giving, I didn't say hate. Uh, hate's a strong word. I'm giving you my <laughs> opinion on her. I liked cute country Tay-Tay. That was my, I liked her. I'll admit it. Like, sometimes I put on Sirius XM. I put on the old country station. I forget what it's called. Uh, Y2 Country, I think it is. Y2 Country. She used to play the banjo. Okay. I put on Y2 Country, and I listened to old Taylor Swift, and I even pointed out to my wife, I was like, that's when I like Taylor Swift. You know, kind of like Carrie Underwood. Mm -hmm. I used to like her back in the day. She became too poppy. 
And Taylor Swift is completely sold out. But that's my musical opinion. Right. Now, you want my opinion on their love affair? Yes. I think it's beautiful. Great. Why can't they be in love? They can. Why can't Travis Kelsey give her the heart symbol? It's all good. <laughs> I, I think we all could be right here. I think they probably are in love now, but I'm sure Travis Kelsey had not the best intentions to start off with. <laughs> he's not as good as he used to be. He's in every other commercial. He's probably retiring. <laughs> all of a sudden, he woke up one day and goes, I know, I'll start dating the most famous person in the world. Well, That'll help fa- my brand. In fairness, and I don't want to put every man well, it's down. for famous people to date non-famous people. Yeah, but in terms of bad intentions, I think all our it always starts with bad intentions. Luke. No, no, no. I don't mean. I don't mean from that. And then you fall in love. Yeah, of course. He wanted to get some, you know what? But I mean, I'm saying that he thought about it from his business and his brand perspective, uh, and then know. he fell in love with her. How about so giving, we're all no. right. How about giving Travis Kelsey a little credit? He is a world famous tight end, and. He could do way hotter for a partner. Oh, come on. That, He's not that, a pimp on her ass her. to start off. He's attacking her. She's cute. Don't attack that. That's, you know, that's uncalled for. She's not one of the top 100 most beautiful women in the world. Well, first of all, what kind of primitive men are you? You sit there ranking women? Uh-huh. Oh, that's yes. disgusting. Well, in the eye me. of the beholder, Sean. Yeah, in the eye of the beholder. I agree. Take that's a trip disgusting. through my at mentions. Fetso, loser. Okay, yeah, I get called a lot of names. I have the right to judge other people's looks. Yeah, I think that's ridiculous. I'm sorry. Let's go to Lee on Long Island. What's up, Lee? Hey, gentlemen. Uh, all right. There's so much to touch on here. Uh, I have two Start points. Start touching, quick. Lee. Touch it all night, baby. <laughs> okay, that's a sound bite. Um, <laughs> the first thing is you, you said before about uh, Josh Allen and the Jets and how you don't know what they're going to be in two years. Mm-hmm. And then you brought up the point that, like, the Jets' defense stops Josh Allen. He still goes to the playoffs every year. Who cares what the Jets' defense do to him? The Jets don't go to the playoffs every year. Mm-hmm. Since the Jets passed on Josh Allen, they've had three franchise quarterbacks. So... Let's not uh, – and you're already giving him a fourth one in two years. Hey, guess what? Want to play a fun game? Because you want to you yeah. start Josh Allen fight? Let's start a Josh Allen fight. Who's one more playoff games, Mark Sanchez or Josh Allen? Uh, Mark Sanchez was five quarterbacks ago. <laughs> I win, you lose. <laughs> Mark Sanchez has won more playoff games and has been to more title games than your overrated buffoon quarterback. Wow. Let's play that harsh. game. That's harsh. It's I, don't think he's that over, game. I don't think he's overrated. Maybe the fact that he hasn't been to the many championship games is is he's not a he's not overrated. Um why over, is Josh Allen overrated? Here's how I would phrase it. Here's how I would phrase it. And you'd agree with this once I frame yeah, it man. the right way. Josh Allen takes less crap nationally from other quarterbacks that take a lot more crap nationally yeah. who haven't done and committed but I think the same mistakes he has. True, but in this this last divisional game against the Chiefs, I think he was let down by a couple of his re- receivers. I agree with you. Like Shakir dropped one. Uh, obviously, the, you know. The, Stephon Diggs Stephon on the long Diggs, ball. The I agree. long ball, yeah. that was a big one. But there's, I mean, it wasn't all his fault. I'm not saying it's all his fault. But it doesn't change the fact that Mark Sanchez won more playoff games than Josh Allen. <laughs> no, that's, just, that's fact. That is just what it is. <laughs> I love those facts sometimes. <laughs> we'll get back to your calls coming up, 877-337-6666. Hello, SNY. We're on a little bit earlier today, 3.30 to 5.30. We will talk to the Yankee manager coming up at 4.30. And also, big streaming news that's going to affect all of us as sports fans and really start making us and forcing us making big financial decisions. We'll get to it coming up.